day 24 um sorry day 25 um i was just thinking day 24 because i looked made sure that i just did day 24 yesterday so today is day 25 and i looked up that um on tuesday march 14th that's the last day um that this uh book uh will be on my little reading list because I'll be done with it by then I'm debating okay I'm not gonna do that never mind never mind um there was this book I read a while back by um um one of those Dave Ramsey guys and um Oh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, there's Ken Coleman. He does more of the career stuff. Dave Ramsey's finance. Anthony does kind of more like finance, but kind of um, a little bit of tech and finance. And then also uh, like for people of color, um, kind of more geared towards that population um oh there's another guy I can't remember his name right now but basically he does like the mental health stuff he has a podcast too and he had a book that came out um that I got near or I started reading near Easter of 2022 because I remember I was in Vegas and I was working remotely from Vegas still uh, based in San Diego and um, was going through his book during my time in Vegas. Um, I think I got the audiobook version. And then, um, dude, let me just look up his name. But basically, um, uh, basically, Um, oh, John Deloney, John Deloney, how did I forget that? Okay, so, uh, but yeah, I think I want to stick to, uh, queer writers, um, I don't know, but I'm kind of on a roll with, uh, you know, we did the Jamie Messina one, and now the Lily Singh one. Uh, I might see if I can pull from more queer writers. Um, actually, I think I know which book I'm going to get. Um, I think... Uh, so, there's a podcast I've been following. Um, uh, called Space for Us. It's got mask uh queer women of color um and well i think they're all black i think um and there's one of them i think the main host i think her name is Ina 
so her podcast is Aina's Life Views, A-I-N-A apostrophe S, Life, L-I-F-E, Views, V-I-E-W-S, and um, her, in her podcast, she mentions that she has a book, so I'm going to see how easy it is for me to try to get that book. Uh, sorry, I'm at a hotel and somebody's like yelling at their dog outside. <laughs> um, but I'm going to try to get that book um, and try to read through her book uh, and talk about that. Um, I don't know what people think about this. I think this route, talking about a little bit of mental health stuff, like I'm not really diving. I don't feel like I'm diving that deep into it. Um, but probably because I, you know, uh, and was used to working in a mental health field, so I don't feel like I'm really diving, like, in detail into, like, direct goals of people or anything like that. It's kind of more like food for thought, um, and bits and pieces and just topics that are maybe relatable, even if they're not something people need, like, right now. It's the kind of stuff that's like, oh, it's nice to think about. But, um, yeah, just kind of reflecting on things that are kind of relevant. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'll see I'll see what that book is about, Aina's book, and I'll see um, what, uh, what I think. Um, so today, day 25, pages 76, 77, 78... Um, let me see. There's a part I wanted to pull a quote from. So she starts talking about, um, uh, like things that are expectations, right? So she says on page 76, this is a, the paragraph kind of in the middle, we birth a child Put them in a pink or blue onesie and set expectations accordingly about how the child should behave. Um, and then there's a, there's this other uh, paragraph uh, on page 77. But what if neither pink nor, sorry, but what if neither blue nor pink suits you? What if your body doesn't grow? like the one on your screen? What if you don't want that office job? Or what if you never want to get married and have a baby? Um, and then she starts talking about this cool idea of unsubscribing. And I've heard that before. I've heard that before. But, you know, like unsubscribing from, you know, societal beliefs and like from things that we're being told are things we should strive for uh, if it's not really genuinely what we want as an individual um, but I know some cultures you know think outside of the individual too um, but ultimately like the way I see it is like how helpful is someone going to be to their community or family or you know friend groups if they're miserable you know I think all of us know miserable people and it's like well 
you know, sometimes there is a choice with the misery. Like, I'm definitely living proof of that, you know? It's like, you know, I worked in a field that, I mean, I definitely loved. I wasn't, like, miserable all all of the time. I don't want to make it sound like that. But during the times when I was miserable, I could have left. And towards the end, I stayed much longer than I should have for my own health. Like, it really started affecting my health, like, on a very regular basis. Um, and I, you know, I mean, it's it's a stressful job and you know for some reason even though it was stressful maybe it was just because um in the earlier years you know I had people that I was working with and got into a rhythm for multiple years working with like really good staff and co-workers who we all became a lot of us became super close friends and developed really good relationships and you know we still are like wanting to see each other all the time and stuff um, and it's just very pleasant with all of us, but I, I feel like, you know, I totally wasn't for it, uh, not the relationships, but for the job. Like, I was like, you know what, I'm sitting here talking to these elderly people about their health and like, you know, you should follow your doctor's recommended diets and blah, blah, blah. And here I am you know, with the weed and the munchies and ordering pizza and stuff like that, you know, it's like, you know, I noticed I was kind of like, like the more I started talking about it at work, you know, with clients, I started realizing like, I don't do any of this. Like, you know, I got to a point where I wasn't like managing my health very good, um, like routinely not managing it very good. And that just backfired. And I was like, well, I can't do this job and not work on my health. Like, I have to stay in, like, the best health condition. So that was kind of how I, how things started feeling like they were going a little bit downhill. Um, But it was a combination of things. And, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, not having one direct path of work and just being like, let me stay in this job from start to retirement and, and, you know, I know a lot of us in my generation, shout out millennials, you know, we were kind of raised with, you know, our parents and teachers being like, okay, go to school, you get this degree, you get a career based on your degree, and you stay there, you know, you're not really expected to be like experimenting in other fields and stuff like that. But, you know, I've always had an interest in quite a few topics, um, like culture, religion, that's definitely been something that, you know, even in my free time, I study that stuff. Like, you know, I study about it from anything that's like kind of fun, theoretical, like conspiracy stuff to stuff that's more like serious about like the meaning of life and like the origins of the universe and that kind of thing. But, um, I will sit and I, you know, when I'm in the mood to read that kind of stuff, I'll read it all the time or, you know, uh, music too, but, um, I would say for music, I'm not as skilled. I'm somehow skilled with language, not so skilled with music. I'm skilled with music in the way that I think about it, but as far as being able to practice it to a point where I can play what I'm thinking, um, I can't really do that too good. So I'm better actually on the computer when it comes to music because it doesn't take 
I'm not saying it doesn't take practice, but it doesn't take um, practice like, um, like say for guitar, for example, I have to learn how to play the song. If I'm trying to play like Metallica's newest song, I can't just listen to it, play it, you know, perfectly all the time or whatever, versus um, if I know how to use computer software, I can basically recreate all the guitar, you know, with my computer without actually learning the motor skills and the memory of the actual music and the lyrics and all that kind of stuff. Like I can just program it in and then, you know, which is a different style. It's like, you still have to learn the software and know what to do. And like, it takes a lot of learning, but it's like, once you know how to do it, it's just a matter of putting it down. It's almost like writing. It's like, well, you, once you know how to write, you can just write, (laughs) you know, like to compose something like written, like writing a paper or something, you have to actually sit and write it. But it's like, you don't have to relearn how to write, you know, like every time you're writing, like you can expand on it, but it's like, once you know how to write, you kind of know. Um, and yeah, so like music is an interest for sure, but, uh, yeah, it's just tech in general, like hardware and software, but, um, yeah, and I'm getting more into, like, I don't know. I can dive deep into it, but I, I don't want to right now because it's, it's just a whole thing. But basically, I like that kind of stuff. I like finance. Um, it's kind of like on the back burner kind of thing. It's like I like it, but it kind of stresses me out a little bit, too. Uh, but I find it to be very practical to study. It's like you can study it, implement different types of things that kind of improve your life and it's kind of the same thing with mental health you can study it and implement things that can improve your life um so I like that kind of learning where it's like you're not just learning for like entertainment purposes it's like to actually learn to do something that's actually helpful in the day-to-day even so um uh so yeah those are kind of my major areas of interest um so outside of working in psych, it it doesn't sound too far off for me to kind of try to do something in a different area. Um, but it's just kind of a, it's just, it's been really hard for me to work with the idea of doing that just because it's so like, it's been so ingrained in my mind that I'm having like some kind of like identity crisis. It's just like, Jesus, like it's really like a weird adjustment to be like I I don't call myself a therapist anymore or case manager or whatever um it's still I don't think it's fully clicked even um because uh, even when I talk to my friends like sometimes I find myself saying like in my field or in you know and like I'm very just like um what do you call it fluent I guess in in like psychology talk so even like Friday for example when I went out with my friends who still work in a mental health environment I went out together with them and we were just talking pretty much exclusively about psychological related topics and kind of what we think about patterns of okay what about when people do this like what do you think about this type of thing when there's like somebody who ghosts you or what do you think about that and like we just sit and talk about like or what do you think about 
you know, um, certain types of office drama in a clinic or something like that. Like, we're able to kind of talk through it and think about, um, you know, just kind of share our ideas on it and stuff. Versus if I'm trying to talk about what I've been studying lately, like, I was just trying to leave a message for a friend. Um, I leave audio messages because I know I talk too much and I'm like, I don't like calling people. So it's like, sometimes I'm like, just when you get a chance, maybe when you're driving home, just listen to this. Um, and it was, it's kind of, um, you know, I left a message about something that I thought my friend would like, uh, to know about like a freelance kind of opportunity for work, uh, in a field that, you know, he's interested in. And I was trying to like explain it because it's something that I've started to do but I've been trying I was trying to like explain it and I was like this is kind of hard because like I'm not very fluent with the words I need to like explain like I'm trying to use the terminology and it's like um it's uh really um uh hard (laughs) it's hard to just like switch my brain to another form of speaking about work uh related things like you ask me anything about like client care and all that kind of stuff and I can just rattle off anything off the top of my head like I'm already slowly forgetting a little bit of stuff but um you know um and I think about clients like I drove past an area yesterday where I was like oh I have a client who's trying to move back over here and like or had a client who their goal was to try to move back over to this city and like I passed it on the freeway and like things like that so it's like you know like I'm I'm still very much attached to the field I came from but it just wasn't working for me and I do have other interests so I'm like just examples like that where it's like you know even though I'm very interested in other stuff it's it's a big adjustment for me to try to work with the idea of being like in another field and doing other stuff and like it's just so I don't want to say overwhelming like in a bad way but it is it's kind of just energy draining it's like I noticed like in psych it's like literally I was working from home right since like 2020 so there were days where I literally like I woke I usually woke up early but there were days where I would literally roll out of bed you know, my computer's like close next to me and I would just open my computer and log in and start like checking emails and then just like I'd have like some phone messages from clients on my phone and I'd just get to work and just start like messaging them back and like, you know, getting in my calendar and stuff and like I'm still like literally in bed. Like I literally just set my alarm with five minutes to log in, logged in and started working. Like I didn't have to do anything like I I didn't do that every day obviously like I like to have mornings you know and I don't sleep in like that like like I usually don't sleep in like that but you know how some days it's like it was days like the kind of days where you just feel like I just don't want to get out of bed and I don't want to work right now and I knew that I was like struggling and so I would like put the computer like right next to my bed and just log in and just um pretty much it was pretty much just relaxing I would pretty much relax so I would relax while working 
and um, it was um, it was like it wasn't relaxed though you know like I wasn't like chilling it was just like okay maybe I didn't eat breakfast yet and I'm just kind of like still kind of in my lounging clothes and I'm not like sitting at my desk like dressed like properly fed like ready to actually work I'm just kind of like you know but the quality was there I I was still providing quality work it was just you know nobody works like that like you don't go to work like in your pjs and all like disheveled and stuff like I had actually gotten like even when I was working from home most days I would get ready at least enough like I had pants that I would wear um I usually wore slippers I usually I had this like kind of uh casual um kind of thin uh button down like I'd usually have a t-shirt on and just have this button down over it either like opened or closed um like I might have a beanie on maybe I didn't comb my hair or something but it's like you know I would do that and so um like you know I was like dressed enough to like do work meetings if I needed to just suddenly pop onto zoom or something but I wasn't I would never dress that way this that's the kind of stuff I wear when I'm like going to fill my gas tank real quick or like going down the street real quick to the CVS to get like a protein shake or whatever like like a quick errand kind of thing it's like I'm dressed enough to say that I'm not wearing PJs but if I'm actually going to go out and like meet somebody or something a little more important then I I, I'm not dressed like I wouldn't say that I'm dressed enough to do that you know um and so that was kind of the style I would dress at work from home wasn't really my go out with friends or go out um and mingle kind of outfits it was more of my um stepping out of the house for a couple minutes and I want to make like look like I put in some effort but I'm not going to put in that much effort like almost the kind of effort I put in when I go to the gym it's like or when I go to the beach it's like I got dressed and put on the appropriate attire for what I'm doing but I'm not like maybe fully ready like sometimes I get ready later in the day and especially if like during work I was sometimes doing exercise during work or at least that was the intention to do like exercise during not like during the shift where I'm working but like during either like if we had to listen to like an audio meeting or something or training or something it was like two hours long and just like sitting at the desk listening to something then it's like no I'm just gonna like you know do some curls or squats or whatever and like so usually I would save that for the lunch break unless we had a weird meeting and then if I did exercise like that I would work out I mean I would shower and so I tended to not really shower first thing in the morning it was usually like more in the middle of the day and so that's kind of one reason why I didn't like always get like more dressed because I was literally just getting dressed kind of like temporary getting dressed um but that was still a different kind of vibe like um it was casual but it was really kind of like um like it wasn't that casual like if people came over to the house and I was dressed like that 
nobody would be like, oh, like you didn't get up today. Like it, it didn't look like that. So, but some days there were like a, a few days where I was like, like really kind of like, I'm not, I didn't even like put on like my normal clothes. Like I was literally just like, you know, sweats or whatever. Um, not sweat. I don't wear sweats to be honest. Like <laughs> I don't, but I wasn't dressed basically. Um, but yeah, like, um, working like that was kind of like, you know, when I started noticing it was more days that I was kind of like not wanting to get ready. I always told my friends, like, if I don't like something for 10 consecutive business days, which is like two weeks, like if I'm still feeling like kind of not into something for two weeks, then that is a sign that I'm pretty much over it. Um, Because usually, unless it's really a profound kind of like negative situation where it's like maybe like a death or like, you know, something, some really bad situation with like a boss or something where you just were, I don't know, where they're mad at you or something like a client is like really upset with you. Like usually if it's like a one-time thing, most of those things you'll start at least feeling better in a couple weeks, even if you're not fully feeling better. Um, but I noticed I was just like, it wasn't even anything happening. It was just waking up and having to do the job. I was like, I just am not feeling this. And it lasted for a while. And I was like, you know, I do know where my limits are, but I stayed past that time. I stayed past the time of where I knew my limit was like done. And I could have called it. I could have just been like, I gotta go. Like, I gotta quit, you know, like, um, but, you know, I, I do have a, a bit of an attachment to the field, to the work, to the clients. Um, that was definitely a big one was the clients and the coworkers because I really loved my coworkers and I really loved like the client, the client cases, the goals, like the, their goals were my goals too. Like their goals for what they had for their life. Those were my goals for my work. And it's not like I didn't care about them like you know somebody wants to get in in you know into class like I'm helping them you know try to pass a class you know um for you know like I'm not tutoring them but it's like let's work on your mental health so you can actually maybe not fall asleep during class you know or so you you can actually like study and not feel like you can't get your work done um and it was like practical stuff that worked for a lot of people who were, you know, invested in the process and I would invest in the process and they would invest in the process and there would be results. And that was the whole goal of it, you know, and well, most of the whole goal. I mean, definitely the the rapport with the clients is definitely Um, I think the rapport and the communication on my end, those were the most important things. It's like, I need to know what you mean when you say this or what you need from me. Like, to me, that was the most important. And are we on the right track for your actual goals or are we actually working on, you know, a struggle that you're having along the route? Um, That was kind of what I did every day, you know, and as a very simplified version, involving tons of paperwork and reading and studying and correspondence and consulting and all kinds of stuff but it's like 
you know, that's kind of what you do in therapy and the client's goals become your goals. So it's like, you know, to not have my goals being someone else's goals, like I don't have any of that in my life right now, which is weird. It's weird to have just my own goals and, you know, I'm not spending eight hours a day working on other people's goals with them as part of my goals. It's just me and my goals. Um, so, you know, there's a lot more space and time to kind of like work on goals, um, which is, it's just a lot of time. It's a lot of free time. Um, and if nobody forces me to really organize my days really good, I don't do that. I, no, I, that's wrong. I don't want to say I don't do that. Um, cause I think I do eat breakfast pretty much every day around eight. I'm usually up before eight. If I'm having caffeine, it's usually around that time. Usually I'm doing this podcast in the morning, um, or near the morning or reading some stuff and thinking about it or gonna do it. Um, uh, usually I'm kind of, you know, thinking about, you know, what I'm going to do for exercise and meals. And usually I eat meals, eh kind of on time uh so I don't want to say that my day's not very structured uh I kind of sleep on time eh, try to or want to um I at least I'll put it this way I at least try to be like preparing to be going to bed like I'm not like actively up doing things at like 10 30 at night like I'm not like doing anything I might not be sleeping but I'm not really like actively like participating in anything important you know I'm not like sending emails or like being productive you know I'm kind of like at most entertaining myself um and so I don't know like it feels like I don't have a schedule maybe because I have a whole lot of flexibility and I do have a lot of hobbies and things too so it's like I think anybody who knows me y'all know I am way into my hobbies um, I'm, like, deep into my hobbies, like, like, I am a hobby person, like, I don't know, I, I don't really watch that much TV, like, I think I did watch it a little bit growing up, but probably, the way I feel is I've watched it way less than most people, because I remember playing, playing games with people, like, that have to do with, like, TV stuff, like, I never know what is going on, like, you know, I really don't know hardly anything. Uh, it's really bad. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's anything that, that I can really even do about that. I really just don't care about television. It's just not. Like, the only thing I value about it is watching live sports. That's the only thing I like um, on TV. And because of the advertisements, I don't like it because of that. And so that just throws me off from it. Um, but that's the only thing I actually like watching is sports. Uh, I mean, I like movies, YouTube, social media, all that stuff, but I really don't like TV. Um, but yeah, so there's plenty of time to fill when you're not watching television. Um, and you know, I don't think, I don't know that many people who watch TV anyways, but I'd say most of what I consume is through YouTube and books and podcasts yeah magazines too but that's only if I'm out of the house a lot 
I do like to hang out at bookstores, libraries. I probably go about once a week. Um, I do want to start hanging out at the library a little bit more. I know that sounds so dorky, but it's so true. Like, I I love the libraries. Just the one that has the better books is a little far. So, I don't know. There's one that has, like, a lot of new stuff, um, and it, but it's pretty far away. Um, well, it's not far. It's just not as close as the one that's like three blocks from me um but yeah so that's my whole like 30 minute explanation of you know how I relate to this whole thing um just basically the expectations and you know how I've been coming to terms with it um I'm not quite at terms with it but um, I'm getting there. It's just, I knew it was going to be a process and I was like, I'm just going to have to let myself do this process. Um, and that's probably why I stayed working so long. Uh, cause I knew that I wasn't going to be just ready to like, just switch my mindset and start doing something different. Like I need a big buffer between, um, just to kind of settle, just to kind of like phase out of one thing and kind of settle into another so I do feel myself kind of settling more into the next thing, but I'm still like kind of, I'm kind of right in the middle where I'm still phasing out a lot of the other stuff and settling into the newer stuff. Um, and it's taking months and it's very lengthy and tiring, honestly. Um, it's good, but it's like um, when you're thinking a lot against just like that automatic flow that you get into because um, you know how you know we wake up we kind of like when you're working you kind of wake up and your day is like so routine but when you get out of that routine for quite a while and you're not trying to go back into that routine it's a whole different experience because usually you have weekend breaks maybe the occasional three-day weekend holiday breaks um, or you take your own breaks off work or maybe you get sick or something but you're usually going back to work so at most most people don't take off more than two weeks um max for consecutive days you know unless it's like something more urgent or something like a longer plan for like a month or something out of the country or something like that um but that's not like i don't think a lot of people take a lot of time like that a lot of the time that what <laughs> I don't know what I just said, but basically, um, I don't think people take that long of breaks. I feel like a lot of people, at least people I know, don't take a whole lot of breaks at all. And if they do, it's maybe one or two, two week breaks a year. And then the occasional PTO, um, if they have PTO, you know, cause a lot of jobs, they don't pay you when you take days off, which I think is sucky of them. Um, I think it doesn't promote, um, uh, it doesn't promote good mental health. Um, I think jobs should offer paid days off. Um, because if you feel like you need to work when you feel like you can't work, I do not think that is good. You know, like some people can't afford to take a few days off with no pay. Um, and if you're working, I think if you're working full time, you should be able to get days off. Um, 
maybe even part-time I don't really know like I think everybody needs a break at least a little bit like even if it's not like a whole lot like you need some wiggle room um but and to not be like penalized by not getting paid um but I don't know um but yeah when she started talking about the unsubscribing uh that kind of hit me today um uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I've already been talking for a really long time but um it's like I don't want to count the things that you that we don't sign up for that we have to unsubscribe from, right? Like, say, if you take email, for example, that's the perfect example. You know, a lot of times you have things you did subscribe to, and they're sending you emails, and then there's stuff that you didn't subscribe to, and it's just, like, spam messages, but you still see it from the same company that's, like, spamming you over and over again. So I'm not talking about the unsubscribing from the things that you didn't. Or maybe, maybe they're saying, yeah, maybe it's stuff you didn't subscribe to as well, because, or you were introduced to it, but then you subscribed to it on your own, or decided to subscribe to it, even if it didn't really mesh with you, um, you know, like sign up for something, you know, remember when we used to walk around and there'd be those people outside with like sign up for this thing and you get some free keychain or whatever the heck you know and you give them an email address or you'd have like this email address that like you never like you give it to people because it's fake or whatever or you don't really use it it's just the one that you give out <laughs> um to people that you don't want to ever have any communication with and so you would have an email that you would put on like some kind of form uh for whatever the heck they were giving you some little incentive for um, and they were going to try to use your email to like market whatever the heck it was they were selling initially. Um, but you already got your free little, uh, you know, squishy ball or hacky sack or whatever the heck bracelet or whatever they were giving out. So you're like, I don't really care. Um, but then you still keep getting emails and messages from them. But, um, yeah, then you eventually you're like, you don't unsubscribe sometimes right away you know, it's just like, just the, just the idea of subscriptions in general, like, I know that's not really what she's talking about, but for some reason, when I've heard people say, like, unsubscribing from certain societal ideas, um, usually I was thinking about, you know, I wasn't thinking about, like, how similar it is to the process of unsubscribing from something you know, they're just like, why, you know, why, I don't want to check 30 emails a day from things that I don't even know what they are, like, if I look at my email right now, the one that I've had for the longest, um, well, I just deleted a bunch of stuff too, um, I have just today, I just got two emails since nine o'clock, um, let me see. It looks like Tuesday. I didn't do too good at deleting my emails. So Tuesday, it looks like I have one, two, three, four, five emails that some reason I saved. When I look at them today on Thursday, I don't think I need any of these. Um, one of them was something that I had uh, wanted to get a, uh, 
you know how on YouTube there's, I think, so basically it's a snowboarder on YouTube and he was having a video or a live or something and I basically put, I basically pressed the button to make it so that I could get notified. Um, so it's basically a notification about that. I mean, I don't think I need that. Um, I have another notification for like this health protein thing. Um, another notification from where I snowboard, a couple notifications from, uh, where I rented the car and then more about snowboarding and something from a family member. So since Saturday, I haven't had any emails that actually, I actually need at all. It's all just like updates and advertising, trying to get me to buy something or telling me that there's some something coming out or this is on discount now or you you know some kind of update about some kind of profile I have um none of it is really relevant to me today so um um the one from the family member I'd probably keep and all the other ones and all the messages from all these other trips and stuff like I don't need any of this stuff so um yeah so every now and then I have to go back and delete stuff, put it in the trash, but, you know, I don't necessarily unsubscribe from all of it every time because I still want to see the messages, even if I'm never going to buy the stuff. Um, and then after a while, once I start getting like really sick of the clutter of just deleting like six to 10 or 15 emails a day or whatever, then I'm just like okay, let me go and actually unsubscribe from these ones that I just, I just don't care about anymore. Um, cause you know, so I think there is a process with it where it's like sometimes like in life, not necessarily in emails, but in life you can kind of have something where you're like, you, it kind of serves a purpose, but maybe just for a time, like there's stuff you do this, like just for a time. Like there's a point where I would love going out with friends, drinking a lot. I was probably spending way too much money and I loved going out and drinking and doing that kind of thing. I mean, I still love going out and doing stuff with friends, but I'm very unlikely to be, you know, spending a whole lot of money uh, on purpose. Like just the only reason I spend a lot of money is because everything costs a lot, but um, I don't spend like just like oh it's just fun to like buy this and drink it you know like that's kind of how it was at a certain point it was a very small period of time but uh we covered a lot of ground um and it was fun you know I enjoyed it I don't regret it but I'm not doing that anymore like I can't sustain that that's not like a sustainable lifestyle <laughs> um but it was fun for like probably about a year and a half of just like party when you can party hard when you do it kind of thing um and we did and it helped like we functioned I think in a way I almost felt like I functioned better at that time in my life than I did when I wasn't doing it which is really weird to say but I think it was also an age thing too because I was like a lot younger and so now alcohol affects me to a point where I'm like it's not even worth it even if somebody else is giving me a free drink it, usually I'm like, I don't really need this because I'm going to be all like groggy tomorrow. Um, it's not worth it for me usually. Like I'm not against alcohol. It's just like I like my free time and I like my days to not be just like 
wasted not feeling good um and i already have enough problems with that as it is with energy levels so i don't think it helps to kind of have rough mornings which is why i don't like staying out late and which is why i don't like really drinking too much but i mean i'll drink i mean friday i had a couple drinks um i'm not you know against it but i also don't do it that much and um that's fine you know but back then if somebody would have been like don't drink this much don't buy this much alcohol just stop doing it to the extent that i'm doing it now I would have seen no point in doing that. I would have been like, that is getting in my way because I actually want to live my life like this. Um, now I don't want to live my life like that. Like, it doesn't benefit me, um, you know, as much as it did then. And, you know, I wouldn't go back to doing it. And then I wouldn't, you know, like back then I wouldn't have wanted to do things like I'm doing them now. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's really um, bad to think about unsubscribing from things or just kind of shifting things up um, if they're not working because, you know, um, I mean, it's good to have, you know, every, everything's going to have some struggle, you know, I don't think anything's going to be like fully like this is a perfect, um, everything's perfect about this one thing. Like, there's always going to be a little bit of, like, okay, I can probably do without that. Like, even at times for me with work, when it was, like, at its best, you know, and there was a lot of times like that where it was, like, really good for a really long period of time. Like, not for the clients. Unfortunately, they were suffering, but it's, like, I would go into work. The friends were there. Like, we'd go out after work. Like, it was just, like, we were still working hard, but we had a lot of fun together. And I don't, I didn't remember, like, you know, I wasn't, like, going home like oh like work sucked today like I'd be like yeah I had a good day at work um even though there might be shitty things going on in the world and I'd have to hear about them but it's like you know I still would say I had a good day and you know so sometimes it's perspective too but um there could be days where like only one little thing goes wrong and I would be like it's a bad day because of that one thing you know um but I don't really know I think it's uh um, it's worth it to consider, you know, what it looks like when you don't need to be in a certain space or kind of stuck with a certain mentality or a certain environment. Um, a lot of things, um, you know, like considering change isn't necessarily bad. It's just not easy. It takes a lot of thinking. And the thinking takes a lot of energy and um, it's it's pretty, it can be draining. Like that process itself can be draining, but I think also it's not like, I don't know, it's a toss up between like, is it worth a short period of time, even if it's months, like is it worth four months of your life to get something com that you want way more than what you already have versus avoiding that four months, you know? Um, and sometimes it's like easier to push off that four months 
and be miserable another three years, you know, it's like just to avoid having to change anything anytime soon, you know, it's like um, sometimes that's kind of how things unfold, but I don't know if that makes it easier. Um, and I don't know why the brain works like that. It's like, you know, like you can do the math in your head, you know, <laughs> with like how long it's going to take. Like, say for example, if it's, oh my gosh, they're vacuuming upstairs. If it's only just, um, Jesus. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't even think. All right, say for example, um, I don't know, I can't, I can't think where this thing is going. Okay, so I, as I was saying, you can do the math in your head, you know, about how, um, how long it, it's, it's going to take, um, and completely not even do what needs to be done to get there, even when it's not that long, considering, like, Say, for example, if it is a four-month grueling period of whatever you have to do, like training, saving, working overtime, you know, just to kind of get to a goal or whatever, um, I mean, I think it's worth it more than waiting longer in the suckier situation, especially if it's going to be like years that you'll be reaping the benefits of those results. Like for years, you'll be able to kind of... Um, find benefits for your life um, and more opportunities compared to what you currently have but just putting it off for years instead like like I don't know like I feel like I don't know the human brain with its forms of protection seem kind of sometimes it's like okay this doesn't really help (laughs) Like, all the ego stuff and all that, it's like, yeah, it kind of helps when you're, like, really, like, in danger or something. But if you're not, like, in immediate danger of your actual safety, you know, like, I feel like the ego goes, like, over overboard. It's like, let me protect you from all this stuff. It's like, dude, like, <laughs> like screwing up my life. But <laughs> basically, it's, I don't know, like... I, I don't know. I guess the brain is good at protecting us, but it's like it's it's it overdoes it. That's for sure. Um, and yeah, I can definitely see how sometimes like it just gets in the way. It's like that's why I think that's why people say you know you can get in the way of your own self. You know, it's like literally that's what's happening. It's like there's part of you that wants something, and then another part of you that's like, oh, like but what if, you know, or, like, whatever reasons why things aren't moving forward, but, um, all right, so that's my rambling for today, um, I'm gonna get on with my day, I'm up in the mountains, just enjoying myself, and, um, I'm indoors at the moment, but gonna get out in a while, at about noon, and, uh, all right, Thanks for listening.